I'm Shelby Schlangbergen, and this is Living Over Losing, unfiltered and unrestrained. Hello, and welcome back to Living Over Losing with Shelby Schlangbergen. Today, I'm so, so excited to have Kesley Tweed on the show. Um, She is the founder of Iron Gypsy. She's a life and spiritual coach who promotes self-love, personal growth, intentional training, meditation, and Reiki. She's actually a Reiki master and teacher, and I'm so excited to get into Reiki because we haven't talked about that yet on the show, and I can't wait. So (laughs) welcome to the show, Kesley. Oh, it's an honor, Shelby. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to, to meet you. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you. I heard you um, speaking your story the other day, and I was like, oh, this girl, I got to get her. <laughs> She's so good. Um, I just think your story is so amazing. So I guess with that, do you want to tell us a little bit about your background, a little bit about your story? How did you end up in this like zen balanced <laughs> place? I'm sure you weren't always there. Um, yeah, so just tell us a little bit about that. Yes, well, you know, I wasn't always in, as you say, this place of of Zen and self-love that I'm in now. It's been quite a journey. Um, I'm probably a lot like your listeners. I'm, I'm no different. I, you know, lived this life from a very young age, really struggled a lot with body image, was very active as a child in a lot of sports, but just never liked what I, I saw when I looked in the mirror. So from, like I said, a very young age was trying to exercise and control eating and in high school was very restrictive with food and just developed a very unhealthy relationship with exercise and with food. And that continued to just get worse over several years. Um, There were points in my life when I would, you know, find a strategy that would work for a while and I'd kind of be happy for a little while. I'd find a diet or for a while I was into marathon running. So I was, you know, burning lots of calories that way and over exercising and overdoing it. And beyond the body image struggles, there was also this real battle of just perfectionism and people pleasing and this, this attitude of, well, what will they think? Who am I? It was like, I constantly felt like I had to be molding myself to whatever situation, whatever people I was around. And so I never really knew who I was. And so it was this constant battle for self-worth and self-love that I thought I would win through the external approval. And time, time went on. And a few years ago, I actually got really into strength training and I competed in fitness competitions. And that was really my life for a while. And for the first time I had thought that I really found this place of self-love. I had created the body that I I had always dreamed of having. Mm -hmm. I always wanted muscles. I always wanted to, to look strong and be as strong on the outside as I was on the inside. But I took that as I did every other strategy I had used in the past to an extreme. And it led me to a place where, yeah, I had a body that looked really strong, but on the inside, I still wasn't happy. I still didn't love myself. I still didn't know who I was. And over time, because I wasn't eating enough to support my level of training, and I was completely stressed out working in a corporate job where I was traveling all the time and training twice a day and just living this crazy lifestyle, like things just literally started to break down in my body, in my mindset. And I knew I had to, to make a change. And that's where the real journey began. And it brought me to this place of really finally for the first time, I'm 35, 35 years old now at the age of 35, I can finally say 
I love myself and it's not because of what I look like. It's because of how I feel inside and this place of self-worth and self-acceptance that through this crazy journey that included meditation and Reiki and spirituality and traveling around the world and starting a new career as a coach, it led me to a beautiful place. So that's a long story to bring me to where we are now. But um, as you mentioned, I now work with other women and individuals who really want to transform body, mind, and soul. So, you know, what I've found through my journey is that you can't change the outside without changing the inside. And so it really is coming to this place of self-acceptance. And yes, of course, building the life and the body and the, the, the person that we want to be, but really creating that process from the work that we do on the inside. So yeah. I'll stop there. That was, that was kind of a mouthful, but yeah, <laughs> no, it's been I, a crazy, yeah. wild, amazing journey. Right. And you said so many good things there too. And it's, it's funny because I've noticed too, just through my own journey that it really, once you are okay with your, like you said that you love yourself on the inside, it doesn't really matter about the outside. But once you just kind of, once you get to that point, you just realize like, how much better life could be, you know, than just always focusing only on the external things. Right. Well, and beyond that, Shelby, I really do believe that the external, the body, the outside appearance, what we radiate to, to the world around us is a reflection of what we're thinking and feeling on the inside. So once we get the channels cleared out, once we figure out what it is that we want to feel and who we want to be, and we shift that reality and that those thoughts that we have on the inside, we can create from this place of love. And that looks and shows up completely different in the world than creating from a place of fear. Because that's exactly the body that I created that was built on fear was this body that was fragile and it was afraid. And if I had stopped, you know, one day from exercising or ate one cupcake, I thought it was all going to crumble. Mm-hmm. And when you build from love, it doesn't feel like that at all. You're moving yourself toward what you want. And that's yeah. like creating this beautiful energy into the world that people don't, they stop looking at what your body looks like and they start feeling you, this beautiful vibration that comes from a person who knows who she is and wants to share that with the world. Like it just shifts everything. I can't even describe it. It's just, it's beyond, you know, what I ever thought was, was possible. Yeah, I think that's definitely true too. And I know for a lot of people in recovery and for me, for me specifically too, I felt like if I, cause like you said, I was so strict with my, my routine, my exercise, my food. Yeah. And if I just let that go, I thought it would be like <laughs> terrible. Like I thought that I would just never stop eating terribly, you know, like quote unquote bad foods. I never thought I would, I thought I would never want to exercise again. I would be like, you know, gaining tons and tons and tons of weight. But the the reality is that, like you said, once you trust yourself and you actually appreciate yourself, that doesn't happen. <laughs> like you, no. you know, cause you, you understand yourself and you know what you need and it's not, it's just so much different than it was when you're in the place of like a disordered mindset. Right. Um, yeah. It's really fear control based. You know, I think that's something that showed up for me. I think we all seek so much control in our lives because life sometimes feels so out of control, especially if we, you know, we're living, trying to meet everybody else's expectations. We try to find something that, that we can control. And often, at least for me in my journey, that was through my body. It was like, I wanted to feel like I could control something. 
So I try to control everything I put in my mouth. I try to be really, you know, restrictive and crazy about my training. And it's not a very healthy way to fill that need that we have for certainty and feeling like we have something we can control in our lives. Yeah. And we were actually talking about this on the phone before we started recording um, about how it really can take on, I think eating disorders get a lot of, first of all, there's a lot of misconceptions about it, about, you know, the way that you should look if you have an eating disorder or whatever it is. And it doesn't really take into effect that there's so many different types and so many different, so many different things. And it doesn't really, on the outside, it kind of just looks like vanity. Like you just want to be really skinny and whatever. But really, it, it's all mental um, underneath. So we were talking before about how someone in a thin body, you know, you might look at them and think, well, what's wrong with them? Like, they're, they're, they're fine. I don't understand why they would think anything bad about themselves. Um, but to them, it's just they don't see that. They're so body dysmorphic and just so disconnected with themselves that it really has nothing to do with that. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Like, that disconnection – I mean, that exists, I think, in many of us nowadays. It's like we turn off this um, ability to trust ourselves. I think you said that earlier. And this intuition that we have, this insight into what our body actually needs. So we get so specific on, okay, I've got to do this. I've got to work out this many days. I've got to eat this and not eat that. That we completely turn off this beautiful, like, innate knowing that we can tap into that's in all of us that tells us when we're hungry, when our full, when we're full, what foods are good for us, what foods are not so good for us. Hey, what kind of exercise we actually enjoy like that can tell you something too about what's good for your body. Right. And more we can tap into that, especially as women, like, oh my God, our intuitive abilities as women and the rhythm that we have within just over the course of the month and our bodies and just knowing what's good for us, it's in there. We just have to remember and to tap into that and start using that again. We've turned it off. At least, like I said, I did for so long. And now that I've found it again, it is so empowering to live from that space and to know that I can kind of figure out what's best for me. I don't need you know, to read the latest diet or the latest fad to tell me what I should or shouldn't be doing to my body. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So let's talk about that. How did you get from the point, the place that you were, I mean, how did your spiritual journey start? Like what did your, what did the beginning of it look like? Oh my goodness. So, wow. One thing really led to another. That is a beautiful question. Really where it started was I was led to meditation because I wanted to improve my performance in the gym. So my coach referred me to an app called Headspace. And he was like, because I was all over the place at the time. Like I said, really high stress job, traveling all the time, corporate, like craziness, right? And he's like, you need to chill out, basically, is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> well, to like turn it on in the gym because I couldn't turn off all the thoughts that were going on. So I started meditating. And I quickly felt that there was something more to meditation than what I was getting from this like recorded headspace app that I was using. And so I started just doing a lot of walking and self-reflection. I got into a lot of self-development stuff. So like Tony Robbins was a big one that I followed at the time, a lot of like self-love type podcasts. And I was just like consuming all of this positive information at the same time, like really going into my own 
personal space and made the decision at that time that I really wanted to build my spirituality, my faith, who I was from the ground up. And over the course of the next several months, I was still training really hard, but I started to kind of get away from this, like it's all about the competition mindset and realize that I really wanted to use my fitness journey to make a difference in the lives of others. And I made the decision that I was going to quit the corporate PR job and I was going to learn all that I could and use my journey and my story to be a coach for others. So I left my job in February of last year and I traveled the world for three months straight, going to all sorts of classes and courses and spent two weeks at an ashram in India and spent time in Thailand learning some Buddhism meditation strategies, did all these fitness classes, did Muay Thai, like literally spent all this time alone in learning and self-reflection. And it brought me to this like new, new view of the world. I was like, wow, I'm finally figuring out who I am and who I am is not just my external appearance. Like there's more to me. There's more to me than just pleasing everybody and all the achievements and trying to be who everybody else wants me to be because I spent so much time in silence that I finally started to hear like the inner voice and the intuition that was inside of me. Mm-hmm. And so I came back from all those travels, came back to the United States and started Iron Gypsy Coaching and started working, working with all of these, these amazing clients, which took me even deeper into my own thirst for this spiritual journey, which led me to Reiki, which I believe is really what brought me to this place of a deep, deep, deep appreciation for self and really feeling and understanding what unconditional love and divine love is. And that's really how I found some peace in my body. And meanwhile, like I had been trying to heal myself. I had had a lot of problems with, um, with hormone imbalances and just really like adrenal fatigue and exhaustion. And I just could not train and I was putting on body fat and there was all this, this really difficult, challenging stuff that was going on physically with me. And I know that was also at the same time to bring me to this place of really knowing and understanding what it could feel like to let go of this need to look a certain way and to start to appreciate and love myself for more than, than just what I looked like. Right. Exactly. And it's, that's so similar to, to my story too. And, and sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm kind of thankful that I was having issues like that, like hormonal issues, putting on body fat, not being able to lose any more weight, because I think that's what finally was like, what am I, why am I doing this? I'm, I'm doing the opposite effect is happening of what I want to happen. And I am literally killing myself. Um, so I think that's like an eye opener that it's like something's wrong. And then it's so crazy when you just scale back. And like you said, you start to discover yourself. I took a lot of walks too outside. I listened to a lot of podcasts and things just fall naturally into place. And it's like, we try to control them so much, but the more we try to control them, we can't control them. Yes, that is so true. It's like the things that we think are the biggest curse. I mean, if you would have asked me six or seven months ago, if scaling back to training, I've only been training three days a week for the last like six months Mm -hmm. and probably doubling the amount of calories that I eat Um, and having to really scale back, even from a work perspective, if you would have asked me if that would have been a gift, I would have said F you probably, and I'm not going to start your podcast, 
that's probably what I would have said. But now looking back, I'm like, wow, that was the most amazing gift because if I hadn't been forced to let go of some of that, I never would have found what life could be like when we're not, again, living from this place of fear and so much control. And, oh my God, if I gain 10 pounds, like, will ever anyone ever love me? Will anyone ever think that I'm beautiful? Like, gosh, no, it doesn't matter because as long as we feel, feel beautiful and we radiate that to the world, people feel that. People feel that. I mm-hmm. never would have found that. I never would have found that vibration if I had not, like, had to let it all crumble. And you know, like I said, I, I went through uh, kind of my Reiki journey at the same time as all of this. And when we say yes to something like a spiritual journey, like learning, you know, an energy healing form like Reiki, we say yes to allowing a lot of the things that are no longer serving us to fall away. And that is exactly what happened was something that was not serving me, a way of viewing myself, a way of presenting myself to the world, a part of my identity or ego, if you will, that was not serving me was really lifted away. And what a beautiful gift that was. Yes, definitely. Okay. So let's get into Reiki now. <laughs> yes, let's get, I'm sure for the listeners that don't know what it is, can you tell us what it is? Um, we'll start with that. What is Reiki? <laughs> Sure. So Reiki is universal life force energy. So essentially what it is, is a form of energy healing that allows us to, to channel and utilize and direct this beautiful form of energy, which I like to refer to as the the energy of love, vibration of love, um, that can heal us, that can balance us, that essentially brings us whatever it is that we need. So as a Reiki practitioner, what I do is I work with our energy organs or the chakras. That's probably what you, you may have heard that term Mm -hmm. chakra. Yes. And I help release um, negative energy that we might be holding. I help balance the chakras. And through the practice of Reiki, I can also gather insight that might be helpful to the person receiving Reiki um, to improve their life and improve their body, mind, and soul, all aspects of self. And so I've heard it referred to as like acupuncture without the needles. So it's really taking a look at your level of your personal energy at this point in time and helping you by seriously, what I do is essentially just hold the space hold the space and help channel this vibration of love to you for you to help you be healed, feel relaxed, relieve pain and gather insights that will help you to improve your life. Yeah. And it's just, oh, I wish I could just put into words how, <laughs> how, like, how it feels. I, I, we talked about this before too. I kind of stumbled upon it accidentally. Um, honestly, I was supposed to get a massage <laughs> and yeah. the lady wasn't there or something happened. There was a miscommunication and they were like, well, we have Reiki open. And I said, okay, well, what's that? And she was like, well, have you ever done chakra balancing? I said, no, but I, I do yoga. I know what chakras are. Um, you know, I, I kind of understand that, but I've never done it. She's like, it's kind of like that. It's similar. It's energy healing. So I was like, okay, well, you know, well, why not? And it was just so like overwhelming. I, so I didn't go in there expecting anything. Cause honestly, I didn't really know what it was. Um, right. so I didn't go in there like thinking, you know, I'm going to do like, this is how I'm going to feel and whatever, like play my, play games with my mind. I really had no idea. And it was just the feeling that I got was so overwhelming that if you would have told me that like six months ago, you're going to do Reiki and <laughs> you're going to feel this way. I would have been like, you are crazy. Like what? Right. No. 
That doesn't make sense. So it is just so crazy. And, I, and even now, like, I just have a hard time understanding it. And I keep asking people, like, how does this work? Because <laughs> it does every time. And um, after that first experience, I remember I couldn't, like, move for a couple minutes. I was just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, you know. And um, I kept doing it again and again because I almost, like, wanted to prove to myself that, okay, this is really happening. This is how I really feel. I'm not making this up. <laughs> and I wasn't. Um, so yeah, I don't know, like if you can explain without sure. you know, getting into too much detail, um, without yeah. getting into, you know, you're a Reiki master. So I'm sure this is what you do for your job, but how does it work? Like how is someone able to balance your energies without even touching you? That is wow. A beautiful and great question. So there's a few different ways I can explain this. The first thing that's coming up to say is the power of intention, the power of intention, like what we can do with our intention. We know that we're all made up of energy. Energy is all around us. We are energy. I like to call this, like I said, the energy of love. I believe we come from love. We are love. And we can't deny that there is something beyond the tangible that is accessible to all of us and makes up all of us and surrounds all of us. And so when two people gather with the intention of lifting another to a higher vibration, lifting one another to, to a higher place of balancing, of healing with this beautiful intention of love, like amazing things are going to happen. If you're open to it, if you want to, if you choose to, to believe in that and see that. So, you know, I, I also tell people like, think of it like a really intense form of prayer. So if you believe in any sort of a higher power, any sort of, you know, divine love, God, the universe, you know, whatever you want to call it, like that's what we're calling upon to help us. And they always say, we're two or more gathered in my name, like there am I. And that is like, for lack of a better way of describing it, like that's essentially what it is. And for people who don't believe, who are like, how in the heck does this work? the best way I can say is like, you just have to try it. You just have to try it and experience it to understand what it is and how it works. Yeah. So could it work on technical? I mean, it could work on everyone, right? Is it, do you have to be, because I think that's a misconception. It's like, you have to be this like spiritual being to no. even, even feel it. No. But I've heard don't stories have- where people don't, where they're like, no way, this is crazy. Like you're crazy. And then they end up feeling it. Cause Reiki can also heal physical pain too, right? Like if you have, yeah, it can heal physical pain. It can help melt away stress. It can unlock creative insights. It can, you know, if you want to feel more feminine energy, more masculine energy, you want help in relationships. Like I've seen it shift so much and it's shifted so much in my life. So do you have to believe in it? No, I don't think you necessarily have to believe in it for it to work. You don't have to be super spiritual, but what I would say is that you will benefit much more greatly if you, if you are open, if you at least say yes to like, okay, let me experience this. Let me just see what this is about. There's gotta be that open door there for Mm -hmm. you to be willing, because if you're sitting there like, all right, prove me wrong. Yeah. You might feel a little tingle or something, but is it really going to shift a whole lot? Probably not as much as if you're like, heck yes, let's do this. I want to experience. I'm all in. Let me see what you got. That will will be transformational. Right. And that's what I think happened with me. I was just like, okay, I'm going to try it and see what goes, what happens. 
let's see. But no, I've had a lot of clients who they're not quite certain. They're unsure. Like, what is this? And, you know, essentially what I ask them to do, they don't have to, you know, be a meditator or anything like that. Like, you're just going to lie down, you're going to relax, and you're going to observe. That's all it takes from the receiver. And on my part, I'm tuning in, I'm holding space, I'm channeling, I'm directing. And here's the other thing about Reiki, like this, this universal life force energy that we're calling in, that is around us, that is around everyone, that is accessible to all of us. So it's not like I'm some kind of like superhuman, like, you know, weirdo or something that yeah. is the one that has access to this. We all do. It's just, we don't always understand it. Or maybe you hear that little voice in yourself or you feel these, these shifts in yourself or you, you feel the energy. Like a lot of times, many of us, like we can feel the energy in our hands. Like we can feel it in our bodies, but we don't know how to interpret it. And sometimes we don't necessarily believe it. So mm -hmm. it's like we have another person there holding space for us and witnessing also some of these same things. Like a lot of times it's, it's uncanny. The number of times that we have like crossovers happen from what the person receiving and what I receive in the same session, they're like, wow, that was, we had the same you mm -hmm. know, the insight or some really similar vision or whatever, you know, show up for us. And it's like, sometimes we just need someone to say, yeah, you're not crazy. Like that is your inner voice. That is your higher self calling to you saying, yes, do this or, you know, be at peace or trust yourself or whatever. A lot of times, like that's what Reiki has does for a lot of people. It just helps them feel that clarity and that inner, tr inner trust, inner truth and understand the intuition and the insights that are available to all of us, all of us at all times. It's just most of the time we don't get quiet enough or slow down enough to hear or see it. Yeah. And it's, so do you think that our culture has anything to do with why? I mean, cause I think some people are definitely skeptical. Um, and I think, do you think, it, I mean, we don't talk about this stuff ever. Like I don't ever <laughs> no, see this stuff. I didn't even know. The most woo-woo podcast you've ever had, Jelia. <laughs> no, but, I, but it's like, and that's why I wanted to have you. Cause I was like, guys, I was <laughs> I'm not making this up. I'm not crazy. I kept telling my husband, I was like, no, I like, I don't know how to explain this to you, but this is how I feel. And I'm, I'm like, you might think I'm crazy, but it's the real deal. I, it's, yeah. It's the real deal. So, and I mean, I think, and I've kept thinking about this, like, why is this not, why is everyone not doing this? And then I was yeah. thinking, like, it's because I think a lot of it has to do with our culture. I mean, there are cultures where this is yes. normalized and we don't ever talk about this stuff. We just kind of, I don't know. And I, it's, it kind of goes all back to like the diet and fitness industry too, because yeah. are they making money on you not trusting yourself? Yes. So why would anyone ever want you to trust yourself? Yes. Girl, you are so spot on. And it's funny because I just had this conversation with my dad yesterday and he is, you know, I told him, I'm like, if I can convince you to, to like believe in this Reiki thing, I can convince anyone. And you know, like, he's like, Oh, it makes sense to me. Yes. Like we know there is something that connects body, mind, soul. Like, our mindset is everything. The power of our mind controls so much. And what's beyond that, this life force energy, like, yeah, well, you know, it's there. And yes, if you go to Eastern cultures, like they use this stuff as part of their medical, you know, industry and how they heal. And like, it is a part of life there. We're here. We're definitely more about the quick fix. I'll say that in whether yeah. it's health or fitness or whatever, it's like, we want the quick fix. We don't want to go to necessarily the root cause. And there is a lot of 
a lot of fear. Like I was thinking the other day about, okay, why did it take me so long to start meditating and start like kind of this internal journey that I've been on? You know, it was fear for a couple of things like fear. Okay. If I really feel things or if I slow down enough to feel my emotions, like that makes me weak. Or if I'm not producing, I'm not, you know, moving forward. I'm not like, you know, in my masculine, like driving forward at all times, that makes me weak. And our intuition, like, you know, speaking of kind of like culture, like as women too, we've turned off a lot of our feminine energy and we've turned off with that a lot of our ability to self-heal, a lot of our ability to understand our natural rhythm, and a lot of our ability to use our own intuition. So yes, I do think this is very much a cultural problem, but I think that that is starting to shift big time, big time, because you see it happening in medicine and health, like we're starting to be more holistic. We're starting to see this connection between body, mind, and soul. Like people are into things like yoga and people are into things like eating more natural foods and understanding like actually how their bodies work and what their bodies need. And I think there's also a rise in, you know, not um, feminism, but like being feminine again. Mm -hmm. And so Yeah, girl, it's a beautiful, exciting time. Things are really shifting. Yeah, I think so too. And that's why it's just, oh, it's just so, (laughs) there's just so much. It's so great. Um, (laughs) Do you, so for listeners here that might have like, they might be struggling right now with body image, um, body dysmorphia. Do you think, do you think Reiki can help with that? A hundred percent. 100% on a couple of different levels, like just in a single session, um, you will feel, you will feel what it, you will remember what it feels like to be in a state of unconditional love for yourself, because you will feel this sense of certainty, this sense of balance, this sense of love in yourself restored. And you know, if you have a hard time finding time for yourself or going within yourself, Reiki will get you there. And from that place, again, you'll be able to be quiet enough and be still enough to hear that quiet little voice voice inside that I call the voice of love that is so much softer than the internal critic that we usually hear, which is, eh, 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 you're fat, your butt looks big, you're eating too mm-hmm. much, blah, 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 blah. You know, like it sounds yeah. different and we often don't hear the quiet voice. And... Right you know, that's where Reiki can bring us and it can bring us insights into the journey that is not based on the approval and the external validation and who you think you should be. It will bring you closer to the real you and the authentic you and who you are really meant to be. And beyond a single session, for those who are interested in the Reiki, I call it the Reiki journey. So Reiki, there's three levels. You can do level one and two, which is which are kind of like the basic and then the master training. And what those do, what happen, what happens in that the Reiki journey as you learn to become a Reiki practitioner, it's not all about there's kind of a misconception that people would only learn Reiki if they want to be an energy healer, they want to do it for a profession, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is, it is that yes, but more importantly, it is a journey deep, deep, deep into self. And like I said, anything that is not serving you starts to fall away because your vibration starts to lift and you start to move and function from a place of self love instead of a place of ego and of fear. And girl, like I cannot even describe how much it shifted in me 
And I would highly recommend it for anyone who's struggling with body image or like I said, a achievement, like addiction to achievement or mm -hmm. approval from other people or, yeah, you know, I, mean, I was just so externally focused that I didn't even know who I was on the inside. I sometimes describe myself as I was like an aluminum can. Like I looked like I had this hard exterior, like I knew who I was and I was super confident, but on the inside, like if you bump me just a little bit, I would crumble. I would dent. I would, I was trying to mold myself to whatever situation mm -hmm. I was in. Didn't know who I was. Me too. Yeah. That's what I was going to say too, is I think I've noticed with Reiki too, that it helps with everything, not just body dysmorphia, not just eating problems, not just exercise. It has helped with, I mean, with all that, like kind of like you said, I've always been a people pleaser. I've always been so sensitive. I've always really, really, really taken to heart what people say about me. And if it's bad, like I can't take it. And I think the reason for that was because I just didn't, I never knew who I was and I didn't know. So if you don't know who you are and people are telling you who you are, then you're going to believe that. Um, so when I, yeah. And so when I started this, it just kind of was like, Oh, I don't have to listen to other people. Like I can trust myself. I should, you know, yeah. it's just that, so that trust. Oh my gosh. Somebody asked me recently, they're like, what do you think the biggest thing that you received from Reiki was? And that's what it was, was trust. I mean, I thought that I had made so many mistakes in my life. Like I thought that I made wrong decisions with my body and my career and relationships and had my heart broken a million times into a million pieces. And it devel I developed this limiting belief that I couldn't trust myself and that I basically, if I had to make a decision, I would pull as many people as I could and I would take the opinion of the person that I either trusted the most or the opinion that the most people had. And like, I literally was not capable of making decisions for myself. I didn't even know, I had never learned those skills. And I think that, especially in the culture that we live in today, where it's always like a, a almost a popularity contest or like, okay, if this picture gets likes or if this quote gets likes, or if, you know, I have a lot of Facebook friends and that means I'm good. And if I don't, then I'm not good. And then I need to change something about myself. It's like, we never are forced to really figure out like, what is it that we're here to do? Who, who are we? What, what actually makes us who we are from the inside instead of letting the world dictate that for us based on what's most popular or most accepted or, you know, like for me growing up, for example, like I never really even stopped to think about what I enjoyed doing. I grew up in a really small town and it was like, you just play sports. That's just what you do. You just are in these specific activities and that's just who you are and what you do. And you base your identity on that. Like it wasn't until I was in my thirties that I really stopped to ask myself, like, who are you and what do you actually want to do with your life? What do you right. actually, <laughs> isn't that crazy? We just, we don't it learn is. that. It is crazy. So that was actually one of my questions too. It's like, how do you think? And I guess that's like kind of the simple answer is we just don't learn that in our culture, but how do we all get so disconnected from ourselves? Because, yeah. you know, we are there like our, you know, our inner self is, is always there. But it just seems like so many people and it's so easy to just totally disconnect from that. Yeah. Well, I think it's a belief. It starts with a belief that a fear, I should say, that we're not going to be enough. If we're just who we are, that we're not going to be enough. And there's this fear. And, um, you know, one of my biggest mentors, like I said, is Tony Robbins. And he talks about two of our biggest fears are 
not being, not being enough and not being loved. And so when we run around fearing that we're not going to be enough and we're not going to be loved, we try to make the safest choice. And the safest choice is the choice that we think will bring us the most love and the most approval and the most, you know, kudos from other people. So why would we stop to ask ourselves what we think and try and learn how to develop this intuition and this, you know, feeling of knowing in ourselves when that's a risk? Because what if they don't like me? What if that's not enough? That's true. It's fear. Yeah, I guess because and I, I thought about this now. It's like, why did I listen? Why did I trust other people more than myself? Because are they even trusting themselves? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just, yes, but I did for so my whole life. I didn't, I trusted what other people said over what I said. I, I mean, I could do, I could be the perfect human being. And if someone told me that I was terrible, I would be like, I'm terrible, <laughs> you know, like, and it's, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's fear. And, and the other thing is like, we're a lot harder on ourselves than we are on other people. So it's a lot easier to try to win love and win approval from other people than it often is from ourselves. Like we are our own worst critic. We criticize what we do, what we look like. We nitpick ourselves. Our internal judge is harder on us than it is on anyone else. So like, it is way easier to try to make other people like us than to like ourselves because coming to a place of self-love and acceptance in ourselves means that we've got to accept that we're human and we're not perfect. And we get it in our heads that we're supposed to be effing perfect. Mm -hmm. Are you serious? Like if we were perfect, I believe we wouldn't even be here anymore. We wouldn't even be in this body. We'd be floating around somewhere else. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, so it's like, instead of just like realizing and accepting that we're imperfect, we're human and that's the way it's supposed to be. And we're here to learn we run around trying to be perfect, trying to make ourselves love ourselves. And the only way that we're going to love ourselves, the standard for that most of the time in most of us until we come to this place of love and acceptance is trying to be perfect. And that's never going to happen. So it's way easier to try to make other people like us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Does that make sense? No, it does make sense. It does. And I think with that too, though, like that's, that was always my goal, like subconsciously, but it never works. And no, it's like, impossible. Any, like you were saying before, you know, we get likes on a photo. I get this many followers. I get this many. It doesn't matter because as you set a goal for yourself and you reach that goal and then like, it just goes higher and higher and higher and higher. Like it never ends. You were like, Oh, if I just do this one thing, I'll be happy. And then you do it and you say, Oh no, now I have to do this. Yep. And that's it's just no way. Like you'll never get happiness that way it's never going to be enough and it's never going to be sustainable. You know, like when you come from this place of, okay, I am exactly where I need to be. I'm exactly who I need to be. I'm doing the best that I can. And my intentions are pure and good. And I'm going to come from this place of love and whatever happens from there is, is beautiful as part of my journey. Like God, we are so much more powerful from that space than we are from this space of like chasing the never ending like goal, like the goalpost that always, it keeps on moving. Like I used to view life and I say it that way because I used to think like I was always trying to get somewhere and I didn't even know where there was, but it was like, there was this imaginary goalpost that like just kept moving. And it was like the, the time when I, uh, competed in my first fitness competition and I got first place and immediately I was like, all right, stepped off stage. Okay. Next time I need to get my pro card. Like this is, I need to win. Like I need this. I need that. 
Like I had the best body I'd ever had. I should have been enjoying the moment. I was surrounded by people that I loved. All my friends and family were there, but I was already thinking about how I needed to be better. It's like the right. goal, no matter how high I climbed, it just kept on moving. And you know, what I realized in this past year through all this journeying that I did around the world and all this time that I spent with myself, it's like every step And my Reiki teacher actually said this to me one day, every step is the destination. Like we're already there. Like when we can accept ourselves for who we are and where we are in our journey, then life just becomes this beautiful journey of more and more and better and better and learning and growing and it becomes about growth. So from that point, when we see everything in life that happens as happening for us and for our growth and as a learning opportunity and realizing that that's what we're here for and not this never ending pursuit of perfection, like, oh my God, life becomes freaking amazing. Like it becomes yeah. so much more fun and enjoyable and you can't fail from that space. Right. You can't. No. <laughs> you can't. I mean, it's, it's just so, it's just so, and it, you don't, you don't realize it until you're there. And then you say, why haven't I always been here? <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's hard to get there because it, it does. It means letting go of a lot of the things that we've based our image. We've based our identity. We've based our, um, so we create this criteria, right? Like to love myself and to be happy, I must have this. And right. we're afraid that if we let that go, like, what will happen? Will I love myself? Will other people love me? Like, what, where will I be? And so we end up, like I said, chasing this idea of perfection in this hamster wheel of fear of what if, you know, well, what if we ask, what if, like, what if I do let that go? What if I do let go of these impossible standards that I have for myself? And I just start to live from like, a, from my heart. Yeah. And I think that's shit, like, that could be so amazing and empowering, but we're too afraid to do it most of the time. Right. Exactly. And I think that's what's, that's like the hardest thing of just overcoming anything or just, you know, just like coming into this place is, is not knowing because you've never experienced it before. So you don't yeah. know how it feels to trust yourself, how it feels to actually believe that you're worth something, you know, like, and not need other people to tell you that. Um, and it's scary. But yeah. I mean, I definitely 100% believe that you can change your thought patterns and your beliefs. And I, um, one of the things that really helped me in recovering was just making like little decisions, mm -hmm. what, like a little bit at a time would help. So for example, like if I had written out, I used to write out my exercise schedule and it would be like, I have to follow this this week. And if I don't, I'm bad. And when I started recovering too, it was hard. Exercise was like the hardest thing for me to finally just be like, to trust myself with intuitive exercise. That was very hard for me because I had been so used to just it being so calculated and like yeah. so much of it. Um, that was the hardest thing. So, but on days where I wouldn't feel good, like I would wake up and be really sore. I would say, okay, you know what? I, sh I shouldn't go do this crazy workout that I have planned today. And that was really hard because before I would have never done that. I would have been like, no, you're going, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter. Um, and just doing little things like that, like deciding today, I'm not going to go. It's crazy how much those little things help in the long run yeah. because you realize nothing changes or you, if anything, you feel better, you know, it's, yeah. you're just what so I scared. I got its fear. <laughs> 
I think that's a beautiful point. And that like, if your body's exhausted, your body's in pain, you start, you're sick, you're tired, you're moody, you're whatever. Like if you're not feeling good, that's your body's way of giving you a message. It's just like our emotions. Like emotions are there for a purpose. Emotions are messengers, just like your body and its pain signals and its fatigue. Like that's a message. And we need once again to start listening to that. And one more thing that I'll say, like just for women, like understand you and understand your cycle because we're not meant to function at the exact same pace at every point during the month. So like really start to tune into that. And that has been pivotal for me. So it's like every cue that your body gives you, it's a gift. It's a message. And the more we can understand what our body is trying to tell us and respect that, the more our body will respond positively and not only feel good, but it will look healthy, vibrant, strong, and beautiful as well. Right. Like we were saying before, it's when you, I think, yeah, when you're, I was just so scared of giving all of my routine and my strict rules up because I was like, I'm just going to like be a blob that doesn't move. Like that's, what's going to happen. And that is the total opposite. Like so many other, I got so many other benefits from doing this work, like, you know, just better skin, better hair. And I'm sure, and it's just, you know, and I totally agree with you. Like you said it, you can like see the, like the light (laughs) kind of. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I go back and I look at pictures of myself from when I was really restrictive, especially on my nutrition and I was overtraining and I was completely stressed and you can see it in a person's eyes. Like my eyes were dead. They were not glowing. My Mm -hmm. smile was real. My skin was not glowing. It's like you didn't, I didn't have that, that lift. I didn't have that, that energy. It was just like dead inside. And you could see it when you look into a person's eyes who is restricting and coming from this place of self-hate and like trying to prove themselves that they are worthy. Like you can see it and you can feel it. And gosh, like now I, I just feel like, I don't know if other people see it, but like, I see it when I look in the mirror, I see myself completely different and I feel I am fuller. My body is fuller. Absolutely. But I feel full. I feel like a woman. I feel, you know, like, like me, like my energy is vibrating again. And Mm -hmm. it, it didn't feel like that. I don't know if I ever felt like that before, honestly. Yeah, me neither. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's different to be you're just where you're supposed to be, you know, like everyone has their, their body and everyone's body is different, but there's a place where you're supposed to be. And we try to fight that over and over and over and try to change that. And that's what gets us so caught up in this like unhealthy cycle. And it really does just, yeah, I look at pictures of me too from before and I'm like, what? Like I thought, and like you said earlier too, I look at pictures and I'm like, I remember looking at this photo and being like terrified because I thought I was you know, fat mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe that <laughs> I thought that or, or just looking at myself and being like, I can't believe how I didn't notice that my eyes looked so sunken or my skin looked so pale or so like, just not healthy. It's, yeah, you know, and it's just, it's sad, but yeah, you don't really know when you're in it. Yeah. Beauty really does radiate from the inside out. It's like when you feel it on the inside and when you allow yourself to just accept, because we are all, we all have this innate beauty. We all have gifts. We all have like this right to feel worthy and to love ourselves. And 
all we have to do, like I know one of the questions I'd be asking myself if I was listening to this is like, okay, Kesley, like what do you expect us to do? Right. Accept yourself today as you are, accept yourself and say, okay, I have gifts. I have this beautiful heart. Like I have good intentions. I may not be perfect. I may not look exactly the way that I want to look, but I am here and I'm a human being and I'm doing the best that I can in this life. And I'm going to choose to feel worthy. I'm going to choose to love myself. And from there, I'm going to build the life that I want, the body that I want, whatever I want in life, I can create it. But you've mm-hmm. got to start from this place of accepting yourself here now as you are today and accepting nothing less, like just choosing that again yeah. and again and again. And when that internal critic pops up, And that internal critic is any, that voice that brings you judgment of yourself, judgment of others. It always moves you away. It tries to like get you to run away in fear. Like anything that pulls you away from other people or pulls you away from a place of love for yourself, like that's the critic. Shut that mother effer up. (laughs) (laughs) Tell her to sit down and shut up and replace it with empowering thoughts. You are enough exactly as you are. And just continuing to believe that you're not worthy isn't going to get you anywhere. And I think that we, we kid ourselves. We tell ourselves this lie of like, well, that's my fuel. Like if I punish myself, if I beat myself up, like that's what keeps me going. That's what pushes me. You don't need to be pushed. You can push yourself from moving toward what you want by knowing that you are worthy of it right here, right now, and that you can and you are empowered to create anything you want. So yeah. approach it from that. You don't need the critic to push you anymore. Like you, if you're anything yeah. like me, like did that my entire life up to this point. It didn't and work. got me some <laughs> achievements, but it didn't get me to a place of feeling how I wanted to feel. Right. And, got, yeah, exactly. It's, it, it might have gotten, you know, there might have been, same for me too, there might have been some things that I got from it, but there were, but nothing that I even remember or that I feel like, actually made me feel fulfilled. No. Yes. What not fulfilling, not lasting, not maintainable, and surely not the state that I want to live in. Like that constant chase, that constant, like, I don't know about you, but I was like this ball of anxiety. Like oh, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think anyone I had a pit, like, yeah. oh my God, like what if I can't work out tomorrow? Oh my God, like what if I get hurt? Oh my God, what if I eat something? What if I gain t- what if my pants are too tight? Like Oh my God, what if they don't think I'm be, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, like, yeah. Or like, oh my God, my, you know, like my friend wants to go out to breakfast, but I have a scheduled <laughs> class during that time. Like, what do I do? Like freaking out. Just, yes. It's, it's a terrible way to live. It is a terrible way to live. It's not healthy and it's never gonna like, yes, we can push from that place. We can achieve, we can achieve quite a bit from that place, but I am here just proposing the idea like what if there's a better way? And I believe that there is. And I believe it's totally worth like letting go, like little by little accepting yourself and like motivating yourself from love, not fear. Like one of my favorite quotes that I posted recently was um, eat like, think like you love yourself, eat like you live, love yourself, move like you love yourself, act like you love yourself. Just make your choices from, okay, if I loved myself, what would I do? If I was honoring my body, if I was like trying to live my best life from a place of love, not fear, like what would I do? Start to live from that place just for a few days. 
and just see how you feel. Just see how, mm-hmm. just see what happens. Yeah. It's crazy how it can change your intentions too. Absolutely. Like I was talking on one of the, my past podcasts about, I think a lot of people think recovery means like I'll never work out again, or I'm only going to eat unhealthy foods because I don't actually want to eat vegetables. I'm forcing myself. But that isn't what happens because you realize that like you do want to move and there are things that you enjoy doing, you know, and when you're not forcing yourself and you have an intention of I'm doing this because it feels good, because it's good for me, because I love myself. It's so different than like you ate a cookie last night and now you have to run whatever amount of miles. (laughs) It's so, it's just so different and it's just so much it's just so much more calm. <laughs> so much more calm and empowering. And like, yeah, I would be lying if I said that, I mean, I love to train and I love to train hard and I love to train with intention. Intention mm-hmm. is everything. I, when I'm in the gym, I'm so focused and so tuned into the muscle that I'm working into what I'm doing. Like I don't need to spend hours in there. And yes, I do still eat very healthy. I do still eat you know, foods that I know are good for my body. I don't eat a lot of, like, I want to, cause I choose that because I want to honor my body. I, mm-hmm. I call it my temple. Like I want to do the best that I can for this body. And for those of you who are like older listeners, like I said, I'm 35. Like I want to take care of myself because I want to live long and healthy and be vibrant and feel good. And so I choose from that place of this feeling of knowing I'm, I'm worthy of that life and that body and just that feeling. Yeah. Not from punishing myself because I don't think that I deserve more. Exactly. I think you, I think it's just so surprising how you realize like when you actually focus on what does your body actually want? It usually is. Oh, I do. I want to move. I want to eat these things that are, that are good. And it's, but it's just totally taking, it's just a total different mindset. Like taking out, this is bad. This is terrible. Um, I can't do this. And when you just take all that away, it's like when you come to what you actually want, you're not going to always want ice cream for every single meal. And that's what I think I thought because I had been restricting it for so long that that's, you know, but it's just so different when you're actually in a place of like stability and calmness. It's you choose you choose what's right for you. And it's usually, you know, a good choice. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we talk about, you know, trusting our, our, our bodies. What about our bodies trusting us? It's like, that's what happens when we get into this, this cycle of restrictive eating and like over exercising, our body doesn't trust us anymore. And so then it's like, well, it's going to be hungry and it's going to crave sweet things because it's like, well, when are you going to give me food again? Our right. bodies start to not trust us. And so it needs to go both ways. And we do, yeah, we, you won't binge on ice cream all the time. If you let up a little bit, like for me, I was so crazy. I wouldn't even eat fruit for the longest time. Like right. how crazy yeah. is that? It's like, cause our of body sugar. needs those things. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's way too much sugar in that. My body doesn't mm-hmm. need that. Your body needs that. Your body craves a balanced diet. Your body needs that kind of healthy fuel and yes, it's, it's amazing how the body responds when we treat it well. It is. It's so life-changing. It is. It really is. Everything. I seriously think everything got better when I started trusting my body, mm-hmm. my, you know, everything in my life because I could trust myself. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it funny how the body is sort of a you know, it's our vehicle for learning. It's our vehicle for growth. Like for me, I know a lot of my 
my body journey, my body image struggles were about so much more than just learning how to treat my body. It was like, it was a metaphor for my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't trust my body. I didn't trust myself. And I learned to trust my body. I'm learning to trust myself. Right. It's pretty cool. Pretty awesome. It's really, I mean, it's, it's hard and scary, but it is very exciting. It's very exciting. It really is. Awesome. Okay. Well, I feel like I could go on forever with you for. Oh, I know. This is a deep one. Right. I'm all, I get all fired up about this stuff. Too, I know. Me too. So. I get like sweaty. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> but it is towards the end of the hour, so I just wanted to, before we go, I wanted to ask you, how can listeners stay in touch with you? Um, you know, do you have any events coming up? Where do you, t- if you teach Reiki, or if you, you know, if you give Reiki? sessions, I guess, where, where do you do that? And just give us like a little bit more information about that. Absolutely. So listeners can connect with me. My website is kesleytweed.com, K-E-S-L-E-Y-T-W-E-E-D.com. And that's where I have all my information on what I offer. So as far as Reiki goes, that's a big part of what I do. And that's kind of my format for life coaching. And so I have single session packages available as well as something that I call unify coaching. And what that allows people to do is use the um, insights and the balancing and the inner journey of Reiki to improve specific areas of your life. So we have a session dedicated for relationships, for career, you know, people who want more purpose for body, mind, soul, Um, There's a whole series of uh, sessions that we'll do to really impact and improve every area of your life. So after each one of those sessions, you get the the zen zen of the Reiki experience, but I'll also leave you with specific actions and suggestions that you can implement in your life in order to create the life of your dreams. Um, So that's something I'm really excited about. And then as far as actually learning Reiki, right now I'm in San Diego and I'll be here for the next couple of months. So I'm doing some teaching out here. So for those who are in the San Diego area or would be interested in coming to San Diego, um, contact me through the website or you can email me at kesleytweed at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to give you more information on that. I've also got an event coming up here in San Diego on April 21st. That's for men and women. Um, it's at a place called Boulevard Fitness and that information is on my website as well. And then of course I've got my body, mind, soul transformation coaching. So if you're someone who does want to combine, um, the, the body transformation with the inner journey, the mindset coaching and the, the more spiritual side of things, I do a lot with meditation, um, a lot with, uh, journaling because that is really, we have to go in our, inside ourselves to change the inside mm-hmm. in order to change the outside. So not only do you get the workouts, but you get all of the internal tools as well to make that journey. And then that comes with, um, continuous access to me, coaching calls, all that. So you can find that on my website. Um, and, Oh, Shelby, I'm going to make a huge announcement because I haven't announced this publicly okay. yet, but I'm say it because it's so relevant to what we're talking about today. So I will be releasing in April a brand new program called Love Your Body, which is exactly like if you want to heal like the body image stuff, if you have ever struggled with exercise addiction or, you know, food, just challenges with any of that and want to improve your relationship 
with yourself, with your self-worth, come to a place of self-love on all levels, body, mind, soul. The new program is called Love Your Body, and it is literally transformation from the inside out, learning to love yourself from the inside out and building the body and the life of your dreams from the inside out and coming to that place of radiating your true beauty. So I could not be more excited. It's really like all of the tools and strategies and tactics and all of the mindset work and the spiritual work that I did within myself over the last like six months, I pulled that together into a program that will transform you, I promise. And so um, just That's excited awesome. releasing that. Yes. So go to my website and you can sign up for my email list there. And when it's announced, you'll get an email. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Iron Gypsy Life is my handle or Facebook um, Iron Gypsy Coaching or Kesley Joe Tweed. So, awesome. oh, and I'm on YouTube, Iron Gypsy on YouTube. I'm about oh, to cool. a ton of new free content, including a free meditation that is the exact kind of format that I use for my morning practice and super excited to be sharing it with the world. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. So yeah. I'll link all of that into the show notes. <laughs> wonderful. So wonderful. Find it. Well, it was so good to talk to you. I'm seriously, thank you so much for coming on. I was so excited to have you. I'm really excited to spread the word about Reiki and everything. And your story is just so amazing. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And thank you for sharing your story. And thank you for what you do. The world needs um, more people like you sharing this story and just bringing people closer to, to their true selves and to loving themselves. And gosh, girl, you've got a beautiful mission. So thank you for what you do. You too. Thank you. <laughs>